This is the San Francisco Experience with your host, Jim Herlihy. Episode 4, Living on Lockdown, The Art of Managing Your 401k. April is Financial Literacy Month, so it's appropriate that having gone through the market gyrations of March, that we celebrate financial literacy. But today, we begin the first in our Living on Lockdown series, The Art of Managing Your 401k in a Bear Market. Beware the Ides of March, Caesar was warned, but for 401k investors, the month of March was marked by price declines and mayhem. As if the anxiety of a global pandemic threatening our physical health was not enough, we watched while our 401ks became 201ks in a matter of weeks. The Standard & Poor's 500 lost one-fifth 20% of its value during the first quarter of 2020. The S&P 500 is a gauge of stock market performance and by proxy, the overall health of the U.S. and global economy. The last week of March was kinder to the market and a percentage of earlier losses were recouped in response to Congress's $2 trillion fiscal stimulus package with the promise of more to come. However, it was the worst quarterly stock market decline since the great financial crisis in 2008. First and foremost, we all need to make sure that we have an emergency fund for economic crises such as these. So before we even begin to talk about our 401k, let's just reemphasize the importance of an emergency fund, which hopefully you have. If you don't have one, if ever there were a good example as to why you need one, it's this crisis. So many people have unexpectedly and in a matter of days lost their jobs. I hope that's not the case for you. But on a go-forward basis, this crisis really underscores the need for all of us to have an emergency fund. But let's come back to our 401ks. We should be always looking for our returns in, the, in our 401k. But first of all, we need to recap some investment basics. What is your age? How close are you to retirement? What is your risk appetite? What are your financial goals? Do you have a financial advisor? Are you taking full advantage of your tax-free contributions and employer matches? If you are self-employed, do you have a SEP IRA? These are some of the questions you should ask yourself and your advisor. After you calmly review and answer these questions, you should then look at your 401k. What do I do? Do I stay the course? Many investors have panicked. Many have become more conservative. They've taken perfectly good strategies and trashed them, fleeing to cash. On the other hand, 
Is this a time to look for bargains in the stock market? Investors are divided on the market outlook today. For some, the $2 trillion stimulus signals positive markets as we move forward. But others fear more market declines. CNBC has found that many experts, however, remain cautiously optimistic for the market at this point. A consensus is emerging that now is a good time to capitalize on market opportunities. Long-term returns are often born in dire economic circumstances. That bears repeating. Long-term returns are often found and born during dire economic circumstances. So if you are fully invested in the market today, if you didn't cash out of your 401k or decimate it or go all to cash, if you're still fully invested in the market, that means that you've held your nerve and you should continue making your contributions. If the specific stock or mutual fund you have invested in was a good investment at $50 a share, isn't it an even better investment at $30 a share? History should be your guide. During the last downturn, the global financial crisis, investors who stayed in the S&P 500 indexed funds recorded double the returns, double the returns of those who moved into cash for as little as three months, according to the Chicago Board of Options Exchange. Throughout this market downturn, though this market downturn is different from the global financial crisis, the data highlights the merits of staying invested over the long term. Now, no one knows for sure when this market will hit rock bottom. We may have hit rock bottom already. It may be right around the corner. It may be a month from now. We just don't know. However, staying invested and being disciplined in your investment approach pays off. And when I say being disciplined, having goals that you stick to, having an investment diversification plan that you adhere to, having a good manager who consults with you and you consult with him or her on a regular basis. Stocks, bonds, and other assets together represent diversification. Stocks are now trading below their true value. U.S. fundamental stocks such as healthcare, e-commerce, consumer staples, remain very strong. The millennial generation group are now the largest single generation in U.S. history. They're bigger than the baby boomers at their peak. It's important to watch how millennials consume, how they spend their money, how they save their money, how they invest. Millennials who are in the 30 to 39 age group today are making investment decisions, opening 401ks, opening brokerage accounts, and they have, you know, they, they have a 30-plus year 
perspective to save to invest money and to save money for retirement. It's indicative to watch them and to watch how they're investing, what companies they're investing in. We may learn something from them. In the wake of the COVID-19 crisis, I expect that tech stocks and healthcare stocks are going to surge. I also expect that markets will continue to be choppy and may fall further. Specifically in the healthcare area, I expect that big healthcare companies like United Healthcare, Humana, Blue Cross Blue Shield should do well. I also expect big pharma, traditional pharma to do well. The biotech industry with all of its innovation and creativity I think is going to experience a renaissance as well as the medical device industry. We've seen the huge shortage of respirators, which is now being filled, but we've seen a big shortage there. So I expect that there's going to be a renewed interest in uh, medical devices and more innovation in the medical device field. But as I said, Markets will continue to be choppy and may fall further. But longer term, returns are where the stock market has excelled. Bonds are always a hedge against stock market volatility. Of course, interest rates are at historic lows, but bonds traditionally have been a hedge against stock market volatility and a well-diversified 401k investment account is going to have some allocation to bonds. Another asset class which investment advisors are recommending to their clients are alternate investments, and that includes real estate, some commodities, and private equity. Adding alternate investments to your portfolio, again, provides a level of diversification Typically, alternate investments are less liquid than stocks or bonds. Keep that in mind. Many investors ask me if this is a good time to buy gold. Keep in mind that with gold, gold has always been a hedge against inflation. It has always been a store of value. That's on the positive side. However, gold doesn't pay interest. Gold doesn't pay a dividend. Gold is a zero-yielding asset class. Of course, it's a commodity, and it's subject to, and it's a great store of value during inflationary times. But gold is not going to give you uh, an interest payment or a dividend payment. So approach gold very cautiously. Most investors that I know who do invest in gold do so very sparingly for a very small percentage of their portfolio. One alternative to actually investing in gold bullion or gold coins is to invest in gold mining companies. That's as close as you can get to gold, and hopefully the company itself pays a dividend or maybe its bonds pay a coupon, so you might actually be able to have your cake and eat it there where you're getting some exposure to the gold industry, but at the same time getting a liquid investment which is going to pay you a, a dividend. 
Global markets. Asia should recover first, that is China, Japan, Korea, Singapore, India. Uh, we ought to see the recovery come first in that region. Of course, they were the first to have experienced the COVID-19 virus, and uh, they were the first to put it behind them, or largely put it behind them. Um, then the U.S. market, I think, will follow the Asian market recovery. Uh, Europe, I expect, will be behind the United States, but I don't expect a great surge of growth coming out of Europe. Europe, for the last 10 years, has been a very lackluster market to invest in, and I don't see the fundamental reforms that need to be made to the, to the uh, EU economies and EU structure to really gin up economic growth in Europe. And finally, emerging markets, Africa and Latin America. Emerging markets in the past have always been more volatile than more developed markets. And discuss that with your investment advisor as you should discuss any of these asset classes and markets with your investment advisor before making any decisions. Again, I can't emphasize enough, markets will remain volatile for the foreseeable future. So you should always focus on your long-term goals and do not act rashly. Always understand your risk profile. Sometimes your risk profile changes. As you get older, you probably will become more conservative and less tolerant of risk than you were as a younger man or woman. Do your homework. Read the paper. Go to CNBC. Go to Bloomberg. Inform yourself. While you may have a financial advisor, ultimately, it's up to you to do your homework so that as you talk to your financial advisor and decisions are presented to you or questions are asked of you, you should be, you have to be able to make an informed decision. That's why it's very important for you, even if you have a financial advisor, to do your homework and to stay on top of markets and financial information. And most importantly, stay diversified. Invest the money that you don't need in the short term, and but adopt a long-term approach. As I said, Short-term money, if you opt to open a brokerage account in addition to your 401k account, is a great way to participate in the market, to get some hands-on investment experience yourself, and to, uh, to actually experience, the to do your homework, to maybe look at the FANG stocks, the Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, uh, Google, for instance. This is not a recommendation, but to the extent that we live here in the Bay Area, those stocks are very prominent. Perhaps you invest in them. Maybe you buy them in your brokerage account. You watch them. You sell them. You go back and forth. Um, and, of course, a broker uh, who manages your brokerage account can also be a great source of information, market information, and company investment. So, when we hit a volatile market stretch and you have some experience and perspective from having invested yourself through a brokerage account, that will help to moderate your views and hopefully your actions when we hit a rough patch 
and help you understand that we don't you don't need to make quick knee-jerk rash decisions and perhaps end up missing the market recovery stay involved always stay involved with your 401k or any investments and finally this is an interactive process feel free if you have any questions or comments to message me I will research your questions and comments and answer them either directly to you or in the form of a podcast and finally because it is literacy education month I'd like to bring to your attention a course which CNBC is offering Go to the website www.cnbc.com forward slash money slash 101. I'll repeat that. www.cnbc.com forward slash money forward slash 101. This podcast is a general discussion of markets and investment strategies. It is not a specific investment advice to buy or sell specific stocks, bonds, or alternate investments. Speak to your advisor or broker before you make any investment decisions at all. This is Jim Hurley signing off for the San Francisco Experience from America's favorite city, San Francisco.